This is the word of God which is infallible, inspired, and life-changing. When we enter the month of December, as God's people, we are celebrating of the birth of Jesus. But since we have been doing that year after year, sometimes we might lose sight of the true meaning and the significance of this event. It is important for us to take time to reflect on the miracle of Jesus' birth and the impact it has on our lives. The birth of Christ is incredibly significant in history. Dividing BC and AD, BC stands for before Christ, while AD is a short form of the Latin phrase Anno Domini, which means the year of our Lord. This year, 2022, is the Lord's year commemorating the birth of Jesus Christ for 2022 years. Why should there be a special day to commemorate the birth of Jesus? It is because his influence is greater than that of any person in history. He can make the drunkard sober, the libertine pure, and the thief honest. He can cause people to completely change their old pattern of life, he can turn people's eyes from the world of material desires to the eternal kingdom. Everyone who had been touched by Jesus has been changed in some way. His influence is not just a thing of the past, but is ongoing even today. Now, there are still billions of people who gather every week to adore to worship, to praise Him. We have to ask, who is Jesus? Why does He have so great influence? And what does He have to do with me? In today's scriptures, you will find the answers to these questions. And you can receive the most precious gift in your life, eternal life, by believing in Jesus. In the scriptures we just read, we can summarize three main points about Jesus. First, Jesus is God. Second, Jesus is the Savior. Third, Jesus is with us. Let us look at the first point. Jesus is God. Verse 18 says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. It is said that Mary was engaged to Joseph as a young woman but they had not officially reached the date of their marriage. However, Mary became pregnant, but this pregnancy did not come from normal sexual intercourse between a man and a woman. 
rather, it was conceived by the Holy Spirit. This means that Jesus was born from the union of the Holy Spirit and Mary. This is confirmed by the angel's conversation with Joseph in verse 20. When Joseph realized that Mary's pregnancy was not from him, he wanted to divorce her quietly. However, the angel convinced him to go ahead and marry Mary. Because the pregnancy she had conceived was from the Holy Spirit, the author of the book of Luke tries to emphasize this point by mentioning it twice in this short passage, verse 18 and verse 20. According to the revelation of the Bible, we know that the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity and therefore fully God. This verse says that Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit, which means that Jesus has 100% divinity and is therefore God. This claim is also supported by other passages in the Bible. For example, John 1.1 says that in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. The Apostle John makes it clear that this Word refers to Jesus Christ, who is God. Additionally, Jesus Christ himself declared, I am the Father, are one. Although Jesus did not directly claim to be God, the Jewish reaction to this statement was that Jesus was committing blasphemy by identifying him as God in John 10, 33. In another place, in the Gospel of John, Jesus said, Truly, truly, I tell you, before Abraham was, I am. This statement speaks of his own eternity, indicating that he is the God who is and has always been. And furthermore, on many occasions, Jesus accepted the worship of his disciples and others. When he appeared to Thomas after his resurrection, Thomas exclaimed, My Lord and my God. Jesus did not correct him and instead accepted Thomas' worship, showing that he is God. This highlights the great contrasts between Christianity and other religions. The founder of Buddhism, Gautama Buddha, only claimed to be the greatest enlightened person, and the later generations named him a god. The founder of Islam, Muhammad, only said that he Worship only said that he was the greatest prophet, but never claimed that to be God. Confucius, the founder of Confucianism, said that if he found the true way in the morning, he could die in peace 
at night. This shows that Confucius is not God, but rather was still seeking the true way. Only Jesus Christ claimed to be the Son of God, and He Himself was the eternal truth who became flesh and came to the world. What does it mean that Jesus is God? This means that according to the Gospel of John, if you know Him, we also know God. If we see Him, we also see God. Jesus being God also means that He is our Creator. As John 1-2 says that all things were made through Him and without Him nothing was made. This is to say what Jesus, God the Creator, has said is very important to each of us and we should give it our full attention. Your relationship with Him is more important than any relationship. Your perception of Him will not only impact how you live your life, but it will also determine the eternal fate of your soul. Once Emperor Alexander dressed in ordinary clothes, to inspect his troops. He met a soldier who had a certain rank and seeing that Alexander did not salute him, rudely asked who he was. Alexander asked him to guess. The soldier said, You are a top-class soldier. Alexander said, I'm a little higher than that. You are a sergeant. The soldier replied, I'm a little higher than that. You are a captain, then. I'm a little higher than that, Alexander said again. Then you must be a major. I'm a little higher than that. The man immediately stood up straight and saluted Alexander because he was a captain, saying, Then you must be a colonel. I'm a little higher than that, Alexander said. The man became more and more ner nervous. Then you must be a general. I'm a little higher than that, Alexander said for the last time. Then the man knelt on the ground and said, Emperor Alexander, please forgive me for not recognizing you. We might be like the soldier whose eyes do not recognize Mount Everest, who is ignorant and fails to recognize what is important. Dear friends, let us make no mistake and remember that Jesus is our creator and very embodiment of God. He deserves our utmost worship and devotion. We must not treat Jesus like a mere accessory in our lives, only turning to Him when it suits us and pushing Him aside when it doesn't. Instead, we must recognize that Jesus is the very 
foundation of our lives. And without Him, we cannot do anything that has eternal value. So let us consider the place of Jesus in our own lives. Do you invite Him to be the master of all your arrangements and plans? Do you seek His guidance and wisdom in the decisions you make? Do your work, family, relationships align with His teachings and values? Do you strive to follow His examples and serve others as He did? It is only by putting Jesus at the center of our lives that we can truly experience the peace, joy, and the fulfillment that He offers. Let us look at the second point. Jesus is the Savior. Verse 21 says, He will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. The angel spoke to Joseph, telling him that Mary would give birth to a son, and that he was to be named Jesus. This name, which means Joshua in the Old Testament, signifies the purpose of this child, to save God's people from their sins. This miraculous event was foretold by the prophet Isaiah, who spoke of a virgin who would conceive and bear a son. Isaiah 7.14 says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign, and behold, a virgin will conceive and bear a son, and he will call his name Emmanuel. And now the prophecy has been fulfilled through the birth of Jesus. Here, not only it is miraculous that a virgin has conceived and give birth, given birth to a child, but the occurrence of this event was also predicted in the book of Isaiah, written more than 700 years before the birth of Jesus. This too is a miracle. Many people may think that the prophecies in the Bible were only made up after the event had happened. However, the fact is that when the Bible was written, it was never changed. This is demonstrated by the Dead Sea Scrolls, which were found in the cave of Koran in 1947. These parchments, which existed 300 years before Jesus was born, contained all of the books of the Old Testament except Esther, including Isaiah. When scholars compare these parchment Bibles with our Bible today, they found that 99% of the text is the same, with only a few minor differences in punctuation. This shows that 
the prophecies about Jesus in the Old Testament are true. What I want to emphasize here is that the birth of Jesus Christ was not only a coincidence, but part of the plan that God had already made. He revealed his prophecy through the prophet Isaiah. In fact, other verses in the Bible tell us that God had a plan to save his people before the creation of the world, and that Jesus Christ is the Savior who was sent to to fulfill this plan. But why did Jesus Christ, as God, have to come to the world? This is because of the sins of you and me. Since the fall of Adam and Eve, we as their descendants are all born in sin and death without any hope. However, God loves us and wants us to be reconciled with him. In order to do this, he sent his only son, Jesus, to earth. Through his death and on the cross, he paid the price for our sins. By believing in him, we can be forgiven and be restored to a right relationship with God. This is the best news of Christmas and the most precious gift to us from God. But when it comes to the concept of sin, some people may feel uncomfortable and say that they have not committed any crimes. They may think of sin as actions like murder, arson, and robbery. While these are certainly sins, The Bible has a deeper meaning of the concept of sin. When the Bible talks about sin, it always describes a common characteristic, people's deviation from God. This is the state of ignorance, hostility, and separation from God that exists within people. Jeremiah 2.13 provides an explanation for the root cause of human sin. The passage says, For my people have done two evils. They have forsaken me, a fountain of living waters, and they have dug cisterns for themselves, but they are broken cisterns that cannot hold water. In other words, people have turned away from God, who is the source of life and truth, and instead have relied on their own flawed methods and ways of living. This is the root of all sins. This had led to suffering, conflict, and despair in our lives. During the lockdown, Suzanne and I have gone for walks around the neighborhood. On several occasions, we have passed houses 
where we could hear loud arguing, yelling, and even the sound of objects being thrown. A report shows that the number of people admitted to hospitals due to family violence doubled during the lockdown. But even in normal times, the Victoria government website states that on average, one woman a week in Australia is killed by her intimate partner. It is heartbreaking to see that so many people have been affected by domestic violence. We have to ask, in a family that should be full of love, why do family members fight and bite each other? And the conflicts are so irresolvable that physical violence appears. Physical violence might not happen in your home, but oftentimes we hurt each other with our words. Verbal abuse can be just as damaging and painful as physical abuse, leaving deep emotional scars that can take years to heal. The root of all these problems is the sin that exists within us. And every sin is caused by our failure to do God's will and instead following our own selfish desires. Dear friends, do you see your problem? Do you see how your own sin has caused pain and suffering? Not only for yourself, but for those around you. There is only one way to solve our sin problem. By returning to the living God, confessing our transgressions, and accepting the redemption offered by the Lord Jesus. Through Him, we receive God's forgiveness of our sins. Through Him, we receive new heart and new spirit from God so that we can obey Him and live in accordance with His will. This is the power of the gospel and the best gift we can receive this Christmas. The Lord Jesus is God. The Lord Jesus is the Savior. And the Lord Jesus is with us. Verse 23 says, Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Jesus Christ is not only God, he is our Savior. He is also the God of Emmanuel. Emmanuel is a Hebrew word meaning God is with us or God is among us. God is all-powerful, all-present, and all-knowing. He is also completely holy, majestic, and glorious. Sinful people cannot face God directly 
because they would be consumed by his glory. When the glory of God passed before Moses, God covered Moses' eyes with his hands so that Moses could only see his back. When Isaiah speaks of the glory of God, the glory of God made the angels who waited around him cover their faces with their wings. The holy glory of God also made the elders who waited around him prostrate themselves on the ground, not daring to look at him. The glory of God's holiness also caused Isaiah to say, Whoa, I am dying. Hence, sinful people cannot face God directly. Just as we cannot directly look towards the rays of the sun with our physical eyes, we must use a filter to see God's glory just as we use a filter to look at the sun. Therefore, God came to be with men so that they could see, touch, and perceive God's existence with their own eyes. The most direct way was for God to become in the form of man to live among mankind. This is what John 1.14 says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. We have also seen His glory, the glory of the only begotten Son of the Father. Brothers and sisters, Emmanuel is a powerful name of God because it reminds us that he is always with us. No matter what we are going through, He is with us in our joys and our sorrows, in our triumphs and our struggles. We can always turn to Jesus for help and guidance, knowing that He is always present, even in the face of death. I have known Brother Wu for a long time. He was diagnosed with lymphoma 20 years ago, but was miraculously healed by God. This experience led him to believe in the Lord. For the past 20 years, he and his wife have devoted themselves to serving patients with cancer and severe illnesses, providing them with practical support and care, as well as sharing the gospel with them. Three years ago, Brother Wu was diagnosed with lung cancer. During chemotherapy, he experienced a lot of pain and great pain. But every time when he felt weak and discouraged, he turned to the Lord for strength and comfort. And God's peace would come over him. 
even in the final stages of his life, he continued to write his testimonies to encourage other Christian fellows. Eventually, Brother Wu rested in the arms of God. At his funeral, a video was played showing the last moments of his life with his family. Despite his hoarse voice, he still joked and made funny faces with his wife and children. And everyone was laughing and talking. It is hard to believe that this video was taken just days before his death. If you are wondering why Brother Wu and his family were still filled with joy and what could seem to be a sad day to most people, it is because Jesus was with them and they were able to rejoice and rest in peace in their troubles because of him. Dear friends, one of the greatest gifts that Jesus Christ has given to his followers are joy and peace. These gifts come from knowing that we are loved and accepted by God and that we have a purpose in this life and the assurance of resurrection after this life. What awaits us is eternal happiness. With this hope, we are able to face all the challenges and difficulties in this life, including death. Isn't that wonderful? I don't know what you are facing at the moment, but no matter how difficult and challenging it may be, remember that Jesus is God. Jesus is the Savior. And Jesus is with you. He is the source of hope and strength in the midst of any situation. And He will never leave you nor forsake you. Trust in Him and call upon His name. He will provide the help and guidance that you need. This is the great news of Christmas, that through Jesus Christ, we have forgiven, we have salvation, and we have eternal life. Let us rejoice in this great news and share it with others so that they too can experience the joy and peace that only Jesus can give. Let us pray.